Do you like the Gamecasters podcast? Why? What is it that you like about it? Could you adequately explain to someone what exactly it is you enjoy about it without just saying, it's funny, I enjoy it? Expressing feelings is a difficult thing for a lot of people to do. You might feel a certain way that's generally good or generally bad, but find that you can't adequately explain or express those feelings in a way that makes sense to others or even yourself. Why does that happen? Some things are obvious. If someone calls you fat, that hurts your feelings, and it's incredibly easy to explain why you're feeling that way. An insecurity was exposed and you were humiliated which makes you angry, frustrated, and hurt. And that's simple, right? But other things are much more difficult to really explain. You play a game that has lots of things about it that you like, but for some reason you can't quite figure out what it was that left you feeling unfulfilled, unsatisfied, and bored. I'd like to get into that a bit in the fourth installment of the Gamecasters Adjacent. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show, inboxes, and notes, and games, and top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. As a board gaming podcaster, I feel like it's incumbent on me to tell my audience, you guys, about games. I need to be an entertainer first, but also a reviewer and an informer, a licky boom boom down. So when I play games... I try to be as critical as possible and as in tune with my feelings as I can so I can express them to you all in a way that conveys what I precisely did and did not like about a game. So then you can feel as though you're getting your value from my opinion. That is so insanely difficult. It's easy. It's really easy to simply say, I like this game, it's fun. Or, I didn't really have a good time with it, but it's a lot more difficult to exactly say why. Now, games are all about fun. So I looked up the definition of fun and I found this. Amusing, entertaining, or enjoyable. But even that is super vague. Because fun comes in so many different forms. A game like On Mars could be fun for people who like to engage their brain in a way that allows them to see multiple moves ahead, assemble a plan, and follow it. Right? All cerebral. Fun for someone else can mean they like to pull tokens out of the bag in Quacks of Quedlinburg with the thrill of seeing if you bust or not. Both of those things can provide enjoyment or entertainment and thus be described as fun. But if that's all I said about them, it wouldn't tell you a thing. You really need to know why they're fun. What about them is fun? What about them is not fun? Again, this is the trick, I think, to being a good reviewer that I find so incredibly difficult. So I do this exercise where I always ask my kids whenever we do something like an activity or a hangout or a vacation to tell me their favorite thing that they experienced. Lexi and Scarlett, my two daughters, will always pick something and I try to get them to tell me why that was their favorite. Cameron, though, my son, my 10-year-old son, literally always says the same thing. When I ask him what his favorite thing was, he goes, everything. I liked it all. He never commits or picks a favorite, and it drives me fucking insane. (laughs) I always want to know what it was that he liked the best so I can learn more about what makes him happy. But he just will not engage with the question, and I know that he has difficulty expressing himself. And this is an extension of that. So when I play and explain games, I always, every single time, and I'm sure you've noticed this listening to the show, I always write a what I liked and what I didn't like section about the game to try and get all my feelings fully out there to both give you all as much information as humanly possible, as well as just an exercise for me to make sure I can explain and express my emotions and and my feelings, which I think is important for relationships in general. So let's talk about a specific game. Wingspan we'll use as an example. Now, I don't really like Wingspan that much. I don't mind it. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's a good game. I think it's good, not great. I really liked it, or I felt like I did when it first came out, and I played it the first couple times, and then I just instantly cooled on it. But honestly, I don't really know what it is about it that I don't like. So I'm going to try and explore that here. And I want you guys to do this too. Can you name three things that you like and three things that you dislike about Wingspan? 
You're not allowed to use it's fun or it's boring, though. Okay, if it's fun, why is it fun? Why do you think it's fun? If it's boring, what makes it boring? What are the reasons that you don't like it other than, well, I just found it dull, which I've said personally a million times. So right before I did this recording, I sat down and I forced myself to write three things I did and did not enjoy about Wingspan. So here's what I got. Here's three things I enjoy about Wingspan. Number one. I enjoy the feeling of drawing a bird card that works perfectly with other bird cards that I've already got to make a synergy. That is very satisfying. Number two, I enjoy looking at the artwork while I play as it makes me feel ensconced in the nature, which triggers this calming sensation in my body, and I really like that feeling. I like chasing that calming feeling anywhere I can. And number three, the end round goals really give you something to go for when you're feeling a bit lost, and that can help attach you to the game and make you feel as though you always kind of know what you should be doing, which takes a bit of pressure off and adds to the calming feeling, which again, I really love. So how did I do there, do you guys think? That's gonna be much easier for me than coming up with the three things I don't enjoy. And I think a lot of people are more in tune to what they like than, than able to adequately explain what they don't like. A lot of times when I'm playing a game, and I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way too, maybe you don't, and if you don't, I'd love to hear about it. But when I play games, there are often times where they suck and there's a clear cut reason why they suck or why when I say suck, I mean, they don't work for me, basically. And there are other games because we talk about this a lot where I, I have this 10% uh, of the 10%, the uh, Sturgeon's Law, which says 90% of everything is crap. So in this hobby, I feel like I play the 10%. And so that's why we say it's like, this is in the 10% of that 10%. If 10% of everything is not crap, there's still a lot of that 10% that's not super great, maybe. So if I'm only playing that 10%, not the 90% that's crap, because I, I look at reviews and everything a lot of the times before I play. Most of the games that I play are not broken. Most of the games I play are not trash. They've gotten enough buzz and enough decent reviews that it's on my radar. A game like Ark Nova comes to mind. I'm fairly certain I'm not gonna play Ark Nova and find it broken, but that's what makes it so much more difficult to say what you dislike about a game. A lot of us in this hobby play the hotness, play the new stuff that's everywhere. And it's easy to find the things that you enjoy because these games are popular, so people enjoy them for a reason. It's much more difficult to critique these games in a way that's not just, eh, I didn't really like it. Because that is so unsatisfying for me. And it's also not helpful at all for you. If I'm reviewing a game that you're interested in, in hearing about and learning about, and I just tell you, I didn't like it, it was boring. That does not tell you anything. So, with that in mind, and I want you guys to keep this in mind too. Here are three things that I do not like about Wingspan. Other than it's just boring. <laughs> Number one. I think the game lacks excitement, which you might think is another way of saying it's boring, but I'm going to go further, okay? I think the game lacks excitement. It's not heavy enough to engage your brain in a way that gives you those big payoffs that I really love. And if you luck into a card that you want, it feels great. And great is okay, but amazing would be great. The game never seems to give you those big payoff moments. A lot of it seems out of your control, which leads me to my next point with number two. I think the randomness of the cards can cause a lot of frustration. If you're really trying to get a certain bird card to fulfill objectives or help your current onboard strategy, and they just don't ever come out, or your opponent keeps inadvertently grabbing them before you. And number three, the game gets samey very quickly. 
I played it a few times and feel like I saw everything it had to offer. There's nothing there that draws me back in or makes me want to figure out anything or try something new. Mostly because I feel as though even if I did that, the payoff wouldn't be worth it. So hopefully, if I said something more like those three things, doesn't that tell you a lot more than... This game just wasn't for me. It just wasn't good enough. But it's real. It was hard for me to sit down and write these. It was difficult. It's and and this can extend beyond games. And I'm not trying to get super preachy or therapy y in this talk, but that is that is a thing. I don't like I said. I don't know if I did that well. It's just a good exercise to do. Take a game that you love or a game that you hate and go through this exercise of expressing why. There's a million times I play a game and I'm just like, ha, huh, didn't have fun with that. Why, though? The gameplay was cool. The mechanisms were good. The art was nice. But I'm getting good night great vibes. Why is that? What could it take to make the game great? What am I missing that everyone else sees? So many things can affect how you enjoy or don't enjoy a game that are separate from the actual game itself. That's worth being aware of that I want to talk about now. Again, these might be things that everybody understands, but I think it's good to talk about it. Your mood. What's your general mood? Were you actually excited to play the game? Were you in the right mindset for the competition of the game? If the game has to win you over because you're just too tired, not in the mood, or angry with something else that happened during the day, it can absolutely leak into your thoughts and desire during the game. You might be feeling really empty after the long day of work, or maybe had an encounter with your children that just drained your patience away, and then you sit down to play a game that overtaxes your brain, and then you attribute that bad feeling to the game instead of the outside influences that may have colored your opinion. Because you might not be aware of that. We all love this hobby. And so we all want to play games as much as we can. Like the day taxed me like crazy and I'm pissed off inside, not really understanding why. I want to play this game that takes me away from it. But you're putting a lot of burden on that game. It's because of these outside influences that before you judge a game, you really force yourself through the exercise of describing exactly what it is you liked and what it is you disliked about the game. Winning and losing can also affect you. If the game is yours, that can affect you. Jeff and I devised the halfway how do you feel to combat these ones, which I also feel is a great exercise to put yourself through. Stop halfway through the game before a winner's decided and just say how you're feeling in the moment. Think about what you're feeling before you know about the winner, before you know about the loser, whether the game is yours or not. Stop halfway through and ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? But you need more than the halfway how do you feel. I think you need to try and figure out exactly what it is you liked, didn't like about a game, before you can adequately judge it. There are many games where I've played it, didn't like it, sold it, and then regretted it. And I know that's because something happened during the initial play that was likely outside of the actual game that I didn't like, which I misinterpreted or unfairly projected onto the game itself. More plays of games that you can't explain is probably the key. Something didn't feel right there. What was it? Let's try it again. So I can see if I can either put my finger on it or maybe I'm just wrong. So often I see reviews of games from people and they're just like, man, this game was fun. I enjoyed playing it. It felt good. The mechanisms were awesome. The art was great. It's a really good game. Check it out. And I'm sitting here like, um, you said nothing. That was six truncated sentences of nothing. Why would you think that would make me want to play the game? It's the same if people don't like it. The game's boring. It's not fun to play. You shouldn't buy this as it will put you to sleep. I've seen that said so many damn times as well. Hell, I've said that myself. Uh, there are times I'm sitting at my keyboard and I'm like, fuck, I did not like this, but I can't for the life of me tell you why. It just wasn't fun. But that's crap. There's a reason it wasn't fun. There's a reason it was boring. 
might not be a good one, or it might be as simple as it didn't excite me to flip this tile over and collect a resource. I've been made fun of for my distaste of some games and not being totally able to describe why. But man, it's difficult. But I also think it's incredibly important. I honestly think we all need to try and express ourselves more. I think this skill translates into personal relationships as well. How many relationships have you been in, for instance, that maybe broke down due to lack of communication, lack of adequate feeling expression? Again, I said this wasn't going to be therapy. But there's a skill to this. And it's not just talent. It's you can learn to do this, I think, by just seriously putting in the work to ask yourself, what is it that I do and do not like? Because these outside influences I talked about, stuff that messes up your day, that leaks into a game, if you find yourself saying, I just didn't really like it, it was kind of boring, explore that. And you might come to find out that it wasn't really the game at all. It was your mood. It was what you were feeling throughout the day. It's hard for me. Because me specifically, I don't know how many of you are like me, I typically, if a game hits for me, I, usually it hits for me on the first play. It's not often where I dislike a game and then I play it again and I all of a sudden like it. Now that has happened. And I do think it's because of these outside influences. I'll give you an example. One game I played uh, was Viticulture. And the first playthrough of Viticulture, I was like, this game is not fun. And I remember specifically saying to myself, I like the worker placement. I really liked the making of the wine. I thought that was kind of cool, but it wasn't fun for me. I just didn't like it. And so I sold it immediately. And everybody then started getting it, talking about it, loving it. You know, it's people love this game. So eventually I was kind of like, huh, thinking about it, you know, like, what was it I didn't like about it again? And I couldn't tell myself a thing. I could not tell myself anything I didn't like about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it again. And so I bought it back. I bought it back and I played it again. And that next play was really good. And I wasn't expecting it to be. Because that doesn't typically happen. Usually when I buy a game, I play it, I don't like it, it's gone, I don't think about it again. But I played it again and I was like, oh, this is really good. And it was, it was good for all the reasons I said it was good before. But I truly think there was something about that first play that happened outside of the game that I was not conscious of that colored my opinion and I attributed or projected onto the game and then I sold it. Again, a game hits for me usually the first play. If it doesn't, it's gone. But as a reviewer... As somebody who is tasked with, well, self-appointedly tasked with helping you all purchase games, I am going to try to make a more concerted effort to adequately explain my likes and dislikes. I don't know how well a job I do at this now. I don't know if you all even know that I do the things I like, things I don't like, if you listen that much. But I think a lot of people can do be a better job of explaining and expressing their feelings, and it's a hard thing to do. Again, it is, it is a skill that you need to master. And I think the best way to do it, if you're interested in doing it, is to just sit down and force yourself. And if you see vague statements like, it's really fun, I really enjoyed it. No, 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 no. Go deeper. Go further than that. Deeper. You need to uncover these things. And they're difficult. Because there's so many times I've just sat there and I'm like, I didn't like that. Why didn't I like it? Why? No, I'm in a great mood. What the heck? What is it then? There's something. It's there. And I'm not saying you have to play it again to find it. But there is something to that. There's something there about that. And that's just something that I find incredibly interesting. I've talked a lot about this before. I have a blog post on BoardGameGeek, which you can find somehow. My blog on BoardGameGeek is called One Blog to Rule Them All. <laughs> and I talk about the ownership bias. I talk about the win-loss bias. And those two things were the reason that the halfway how do you feel was invented. Because there is definitely a relationship with owning a game and your opinion about the game. Or winning a game and your opinion about the game or losing a game and your opinion about the game. We all try to say we're so freaking mature and we're smarter than all this, but it's not fucking true. We're just humans, damn it. We have visceral, 
you know, emotions that they come out when you win. Endorphins are released, right? Or when you lose, something else is released and you're just fucking pissed. And you're an adult, so you can't show how pissed you are. And if you do, that's what's wrong. But really, you're just fucking pissed off. Fuck that game. I don't want to play that shit anymore. (laughs) And usually, usually, if you're a well-adjusted, non-sociopathic person, unlike myself, a few minutes after the game goes by, or the game's over with, you're fine. (laughs) But you can't tell me that when you lose, especially a close nail-biting game that took you three hours to play, it doesn't suck. And you can't tell me that your opinion's not colored of that game. So the halfway how do you feel was devised to completely combat that. This is sort of akin to that, but this I think can also more help you understand if you do or do not like something. Now, a lot of people don't move games like I do. I play a game, I don't like it, it's gone. A lot of people hang on to everything. This could also help you get rid of stuff. If you're a hoarder, if you're not going to play the game and you and you don't really care about collecting, but you're one of those people who's like, well, there might be a situation where all these people come over and I can get Twilight Imperium to the table, even though I fucking hate it. Maybe you're saying to yourself, like, I just need the right group. Or maybe if you sit down and you actually study what it is you personally don't like about it, maybe that'll help you move the fucking thing. So I don't know if this was informative. I don't know if this was entertaining. I don't know if this was even something you all wanted to know. But this has been in my head for a long time because every single episode I have to sit down and I have to contemplate my thoughts on a game so I can communicate them to you. And every single episode, it is, I don't want to say it's a struggle because sometimes it just fucking flows. If there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of times I know exactly what I like and what I don't like about games. There are a lot of those times. It is much harder to tell you what I don't like. Again, because most games are not shit. Okay, most, there's a lot of games that are not for me. Let's talk about Paris de la Cité de la Lobe, right? That game is very take that, and I know that particular thing makes me feel bad. It makes me butthurt, and I don't like feeling butthurt. So I know why I don't like that game. But the game is not shit. You know what I mean? And so there's a ton of games like that that are not shit, but there's maybe something that's not quite as easily identifiable as Paris. Paris is an easily identifiable game for me why I don't like it. But there's a lot of games. Wingspan was one of them where I'm like, hmm, I'm not the biggest fan of this anymore. I was when it first came out. I probably gave it a, a glowing review when we when we talked about it on the, on the podcast. But now, after a few plays, I don't really like it for the reasons I explained. And I'm very glad I went through that because it actually kind of feels better. Because <laughs> there's a lot of games. I hate that feeling when you don't like something or, or you feel a certain way about something in your body and you can't tell it. You can't say it. And I know that goes beyond games. It's frustrating, right? It's very frustrating. I don't like this. Why don't you like it? I don't know. What does that mean? How do you not know? I don't, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Well, you should know. If you don't like it, you should know why you don't like it. Yeah, you're right. I should. But I don't. Sit down and force yourself to do it. I really think it could help you. Either keep a game that you're not liking, because maybe you realize it was you were just pissed off that day, and oh my gosh, that's definitely what it was. Let's, let's give it another go when I'm in a decent mood. Or you might feel, you might figure out, you know what, I need to move this game out. I won the last time, and that felt cool, but I didn't really like this game. Because if I sit down and I live, and I write my things I like, things I don't like, there's 10 things I don't like, and one thing I like, and the one thing I like was I won, and it's pretty. This is taking up a spot on my shelf that, nope, goodbye, move it out. In the Discord, I'm going to make another discussion thread, and I want to know, how do you find this exercise? Is it easy for you to adequately explain what it is you do and do not like about a game? Is it more difficult for you? Does that translate into your actual everyday life? I'm interested. I really want to I want to discuss this more in the Discord. If you're not a member of the Discord, head to the Gamecasters Instagram page, and there's a link tree in the profile, and that has a perpetual link, an invite to our Discord. 
And in the Discord, you will find an adjacent episode four discussion channel thread thing. Come on in there. I would love to hear your thoughts about this. Let's talk more. Let's talk it out. Let's make it a lot more cohesive of a conversation than this was. And until next time, my name is Ryan, and you have been listening to the Gamecasters Adjacent, and we'll see you next week.